All right, everybody, my MOC faithful, the tens of you that probably listened consistently, we're, we're getting larger and larger. Um, this week, I wanted to bring uh, kind of more attention to the pandemic that's going on. I know we have a lot of that going on, but I just wanted to have somebody on that can help with giving you some insight as to how to stay, stay safe. So not giving you facts as far as like, oh, this is what the virus is doing. I, just something to help you with your well-being when you do have to go out and shop or if it is important that you stay home, things like that. So uh, I have uh, Linda Peterson on. She is amazing, former, former client of MOC Fitness and uh, just downright an amazing individual, uh, the things that she's accomplished in her life and things that she has helped with people. So Linda, how are you doing? <laughs> Well, I thank you so much, Dre. Um, very generous introduction. Um, I'm doing fine. You know, we're working hard. I work for a healthcare organization. I'm a registered nurse um, with a passion for nutrition, and um, we are doing well. You know, it's amazing the people that are stepping up to um, be sent to areas of hospitals that they don't normally work in and people just really stepping up to the plate to do what they can to help other people um so that's that's awesome oh yeah i mean i i have a a couple other friends uh that are registered nurses and they're just i mean what you guys do is nothing short of amazing um especially like I've, I've been hearing about how some registered nurses have their specialty, but they're, they're stepping up uh, to really help out with this pandemic to make it so that there are more hands on deck. Is that, is that pretty accurate? I think so. And I mean, there, and there are some people who are doing it at, you know, they feel like at risk to themselves and to their families because we need to be very careful about bringing things home, especially if we live um, with people who are maybe immunocompromised or care for people in our communities that are immunocompromised. So, um, yeah, but it's not only the, you know, nursing staff and medical people, it's also, you know, the people at the grocery stores, I mean, and a lot of them don't have the protection like what we do here. And, yeah. and they're the ones, you know, people who are still going to work and tending the cash registers at, you know, where we buy our gas, you know, where mm -hmm. we go to the grocery store and those people. So I think um, everybody, you know, things like this always bring out the best in people and the worst in people. And as in every, you know, any crisis, we see both. Oh, and yeah. so it's fun to, it's fun to focus on the um, people that are um, going above and beyond, which is really nice. Yeah. I went through a little period where I was really frustrated with just humanity in general because of the fact that for some reason everybody decided toilet paper was just the the the, the <laughs> staple like you know yeah. cdc says these are the symptoms and none of which say anything about ibs or <laughs> loss of it, it was just like i gotta buy toilet paper and paper towels i'm just yeah. like i didn't get it and then yeah. i was actually having a conversation with my with my mom about this the other day about how a lot of the things that so she she brought me up learning how to cook with a lot of the foundational things. So none of these just put it in a pot and heat it up. Um, so it's like my wife and I, we, we know how to actually cook. Um, mm -hmm. the, there are definitely stretches where we get lazy and we don't want to, but the, we've, we've recently kind of scaled back before all of this. So now I'm going to the store, I'm getting frustrated because, you know, certain things like 
the basics like egg noodles all of a sudden gone when normally there was an abundance. I'm just like, oh my goodness, these these poor millennials and younger folks are buying these things and they don't know how to store them. They probably don't even know how to cook with them. They're just going to heat them up and that's about it. I'm just like, right. I hope the best, but. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, so in regards to kind of segueing back to what you were saying with the, the folks that are working at uh, like the cash wraps and the stores, I was just there today and, uh, and I, and I actually heard a rumor that uh like at one of the larger uh, store chains here in Portland, uh, they're not supplying uh, protective equipment. They're telling their employees that they need to supply their own. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because, I mean, they're out there making sure things are restocked. And I, I tried the other day, and it was funny because uh, Jen was with me, and I tried the other day to be polite and, and tell a young girl, you know, thank you for being here. And she kind of rudely turned back and looked at me and said, I really have no other choice. I'm like, all right. So it, was, yeah. it, it made me think like maybe just reaching out and being kind for some is not necessarily what they want. So just let them do their work. And, but right. I, I mean, and don't cough in their face. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Jen's really worked on me and keeping me more aware of other people. So it's like, it's tough. And then I get all, old school Dre of being butthurt. I'm like, I was trying to be nice to you, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So now mine and Linda's background goes back to, um, so we had, we had Gary on, well, we're going to have Gary on. I fouled up in regards to when him and I had our call, I didn't have the sound record on when we had our <laughs> podcast call. So him and I have to do another call. Um, it was a solid 30 minute talk where, we pretty much covered everything under the sun and then I went back and the sound wasn't there. Um, but uh, Linda uh, and Gary, they came to me at MOC fitness, just kind of looking for, for different things. Now we got Gary's view of how MOC fitness was. What, what was your view of it? Well, initially I didn't really want to go, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, because I just felt really intimidated, but um once I was there, um, it re it was great because it really pushed me, and I was probably a lot of times one of the old, you know, one of the oldest people in the room um, or in the gym. And but it was really fun to really push myself because you know I I hate to be outdone, and so <laughs> yeah. the competitive side of me, which I don't normally feel like I'm a competitive person, but it sure came out and um, made me work really hard. And at the time you know, we are working also with a personal trainer twice a week. And then we're doing CrossFit like four times a week. And so I was probably in the best shape of my life during that time period. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun and a lot of really hard work, but it was great. Well, both of you came in already in great shape. Uh, there was just some minor things that we we kind of worked on but for the most part you guys were really on top of it. so your trainer did a great job working with you guys and then yeah. it was just a matter of like you said you both you and gary had this competitive edge that i could tell was like you guys were kind of surprised like taken back like i i didn't realize i had this part in me or i, I knew it but i didn't know it was this intense and i remember that the more times than not with both of you i had to actually pull the reins back and tell you guys hey it's okay to chill a little bit. 
<laughs> you, you, you could rest. Uh, I think I remember, uh, I vaguely remember there was one time where you and I, you pulled me aside and you even, you said, now I'm not sure if so-and-so is doing all their reps and that's fine because they're getting workout in, but I'm busting my hump and I don't want to see their name go above me. <laughs> I was like, well, you got a point. You got a point. I had to start addressing a lot of the, uh, the rep uh, shavers in the class. So I figured if Linda's coming and talk to me, that means it's bad. I don't remember <laughs> that at all. So it was, oh yeah. It was okay. great. It was just before we actually downsized the gym from the, the two bay to the single bay. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, it was, it was great. And I, I remember the individual very like, like it was just yesterday and uh, they were fairly notorious for shaving reps. So, but yeah. <laughs> And I, I'm, I'm always that type of coach that's like, you know, they're going to get out of it what they put in. But then I was like, I had to actually have a talk with that individual because I was like, if Linda's approaching me about it, that means it's gotten out of hand. So. Oh my gosh, I don't remember that. So anyway. But, uh, but yeah, so the, the work that you guys put in and then like the nutrition, we had a lot of nutrition like talks with folks just to try to get them the basics. Now, one thing that a lot of you listeners may not know, Linda she's kind of really inspired me to do more plant plant-based and she's 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 got the long game in with me where it's like she knows i have this mental addiction to meat and she's really worked on me and she finally found a documentary that appealed to my better nature because <laughs> a lot of the other stuff was like was more or less like morals and things like that i'm like ah well, I could always come up with arguments for morals, but when she had a doc, this documentary, and you guys, if you haven't watched it, you need to, The Game Changer, uh, it, it talks to the sciences of getting gains, so to speak. It talks to just the cleanliness of eating and how your body is, is, needs to perform uh, at a high level, and the only way it could perform at that high level is by putting proper foods in. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit more, Linda? Yes, I would love to, because that is really perfect for this, um, the pandemic we find ourselves in, because the foods that nourish you so that you can work at your peak athletic performance are also the same things that um, help your immune system. And if you all you're taking in are processed foods and meats and that kind of thing, you're really missing the boat as far as... Um, how to properly nourish your body. Um, and there's a lot of the pl whole plant-based movement. There's a lot of people um, in various aspects of it. Um, but yeah, that movie, The Game Changers, was, I think, just done so well. And it was really fun because I saw the world premiere at a plant-based, international plant-based conference and was able to meet the producer and um, one of the Olympic athletes um, and the doctors that are in there are all doctors that um, I heard speak on numerous occasions and met many of them in person. Um, and so this whole thing, and, and what I try to tell my patients is, you know, start, for some people, they need to start slow um, and make small changes. But my response to that is you can certainly do that. It, you know, different things work for different people, but if you make small changes, you're gonna see small results. Mm -hmm. And if you make big changes, you're gonna see big results. Um, oh, yeah. And that's, um, 
you know, kind of a, just a way of encouraging people to try to make a radical change. Because if you make small changes, you may not feel the results mm -hmm. and feel better necessarily. Um, and so it's going to be harder to stick with them when somebody is, you know, shoving a cheeseburger in your face and going, ah, come on, it's just one, you know. Exactly. Um, I and, mean, so I, yeah. I've really, so we were probably about 80-20. Uh, so 80% plant-based, 20% not. So it was like we would have our fun here and there. And since this whole pandemic, I realized that there's actually an abundance of plant-based products out there that are always there, regardless of like, I'm hoping, my hope is that we can get more people to do it because it's better for our environment, better for our world and better for our body. But right. I'm also enjoying being able to go to the store and seeing everything that's plant-based that's obviously not being picked apart. So, um, but I, we've transitioned now and we're, we're a hundred percent plant-based right now. And what right. I love, oh yeah. yeah. Well, what I love is we tried out these, um, plant-based, uh, uh, meat slices. So it's like, uh, sandwich slices, uh, because mm -hmm. you're like, we want a sandwich and I don't want turkey deli. So they have these, these alternative meat, uh, deli slices. And we used those yesterday. Makaya loved it. Uh, she thought that it was actually turkey and I tried it and I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So, and then there's a, a lot of plant-based ground, uh, meat substitute. So it looks like ground turkey right. or something. So I use that and the kids can't really tell the difference. Right. And, yep. and one thing now it could be a fluke or it could be, uh, the the lifestyle that we've had but tegan is is uh immunocompromised so he's his right. immune system is just haywire like crazy he's got he actually has his bone marrow transplant uh, scheduled for first part of may which is exciting but yes. his numbers uh his blood levels and everything were every week just kept dropping and dropping and dropping we had him for two consecutive weeks and on that second week his numbers actually went up so it's, they mm -hmm. wouldn't go up substantially to a point where they're like, oh, let's try this and, and we can stage off the bone marrow transplant. But it went up to a level that he didn't need a transfusion that week. Uh, he only needed his antifungal medication. And that was it. That's but great. The appointments were very short. We, and like, I, <laughs> if my ex-wife listens to this, which I highly doubt she would, because I don't think she wants to hear a half hour of me talking. But um <laughs> What I want to do is I want to compare the numbers, the tests side by side, because yeah. I'm hoping his numbers don't drop between then and uh, next week's test. Of but uh, I just have that feeling that that's probably what's going to happen. So, I mean, if you guys haven't had a chance to truly try uh, plant-based, I think you should. I mean, if we look at the nature of this pandemic, it's, it's really... It, it, it's almost like a tornado to, to try to guess what uh, demographic it's going after. Most is really difficult. So it's, I mean, a tornado is going to rip through, tear down eight houses, leave two up. So, but I will say that if you don't have a healthy foundation, then you're more than likely going to have your house tore down. So, <coughs> uh Oh, don't do that. No, dry throat, <laughs> dry air. Don't worry about it. I'm as healthy as they come. Uh, I think Gary had a cough too. And I was like, Gary, don't do that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but it's one of those things where you want to have a healthy foundation. And I really believe after doing it myself, like 100% in without having any excuses, 
I have felt a huge difference uh, in in just my training at home uh, in the way my, if you're looking for aesthetics, my aesthetics are actually better now than when I was eating meat. I was extremely bloated when I was eating meat. Uh, mm -hmm. Like just, those are just all the, the surface things. I mean, Linda, you're able to really talk more to like the, the internal workings of how it's going to truly affect somebody. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and, um, trying to follow, you know, like the products that you were mentioning, those are great things for transitioning and mm -hmm. for kids. Um, I try to focus more on the real foods versus the, what we call the analog meats or the fake meats and that kind of stuff, because that's where you truly have the powerhouse of nutrition. I mean, there's nothing wrong with using those, but um, your powerhouse of your nutrition is going to be in eating everything as close to how it was grown as possible. So in other words, eating like oat groats or steel cut oats are better than, I mean, there's nothing wrong with regular oatmeal, but even taking that a step further is the oat groats, which is the whole oat or um, the steel cut oats and um, things like that. So just trying to eat things is the, with the least amount as pro of processing as possible. And also just the, the vegetables and stuff, those are so key. And there's one of the plant-based physicians that um, focuses on hypernourishing and her name is Brooke Goldner. And her husband is like a celebrity trainer and um, does motivational speaking. And I think you'd really enjoy him a lot, Dre. He's written um, some, a couple pretty amazing books as well. And his name is Thomas Tadlock. But Brooke Goldner, um, she herself, um, as a teenager, had um, lupus and was very, very ill. And they, with using you know more conventional um, drugs and that kind of thing, got her into remission. But basically, um, a hypernourishing protocol of um, you know like green smoothies and a lot of raw foods. Um, actually was what cured her from her lupus and now her markers which most people you know once you have lupus you have it even if you're doing well in a re in remission your markers are still there and she lost all the markers for lupus Amazing. and she was even able to have two pregnancies and has <clears throat> these two beautiful boys that are very healthy and so now she her whole practice is telemedicine and helping people um, to um, kind of help heal a lot of the autoimmune diseases. And, but her protocol, even though she, if you wanted to, you know, have um, comfort, you know, um, a telemedicine session with her, those cost money, but yeah. her protocol is totally, they give it away free. I mean, so you can watch her YouTubes and that kind of thing. And again, her name is Brooke Goldner. And so I've been trying to, you know, really do a little more focusing on that to kind of build my immune system um, so that, you know, if I do, you know, get exposed to the virus that it won't, you know, devastate my body the way it does some people. Mm -hmm. And talking about the COVID thing, so all of us, are um, when you get exposed to it, you know, may um, get the virus. But what's going to make the difference is um, your underlying health status because everybody's at the same risk of getting it. Mm -hmm. But once you get it, that's where different 
people have different risks, risk stratifications. So if you have underlying heart disease or other immunocompromised things, you know, you getting the virus, you will become sicker than somebody who doesn't have those underlying things. So that's why the good nourishment is so important. Definitely. And what's difficult about that is I I actually, like, I, I have a lot of friends that uh, are the conspiracy theorists that say, well, mm-hmm. do you actually know somebody with COVID-19? I'm like, <clears throat> like yeah, I've, I actually have a couple folks that I know that have contract, that have been infected with COVID-19. And I don't know their state right now. And then I also have a friend who's, a, who's cousin, unfortunately, just two days ago passed away from it. And yeah. his, his thing was, he said he was 35 years old, perfect health this and that and like i i don't want to doubt that but the problem is is we're seeing a lot of folks around my age that presumably have perfect health and these are things that i've argued from for i don't know how long since i've been in the health and wellness industry about undiagnosed things so i i didn't know i had an enlarged uh, aorta on my heart until i had to have heart surgery uh because I ran track, so they never thought to look for it, right? Mm-hmm. So when you have, when you do lead a fairly healthy lifestyle, unless you are really advocating for yourself, typically it goes unnoticed until there is an actual issue. Uh, right. And like my sister, for example, she has, I can't remember exactly everything that's going on, but she has uh, cardiovascular issues uh she's mm-hmm. major issues that are making it so that she can't work out she's had numerous heart attacks in oh, no. just in the last month and she has to step away from massage because anything that raises her stress level and that cortisol in her system causes a heart attack or trans ischemic attack and i'm just like these are the individuals that are really at risk the ones that don't even know they have something right so, yeah and, and so when we say oh it's only affecting people that have uh, underlying health issues and somebody you know patient a goes out and doesn't really take care of themselves and thinks that he's going to be fine it doesn't social distance and suddenly he contracts it well you he might have an underlying issue that he doesn't know and then right but going to just assume oh but he was totally healthy I'm like, right oh. unfortunately in the united states truly healthy is such a small populace in our country right now it's really sad and exactly so but uh yeah i mean shoot i'm so glad that i had you on here talking about plant-based i mean i because i do believe in keeping it all equal i will have somebody on talking about keto but i am self-proclaimed big-time hater of kilo so uh, keto well it's just not i mean it can help you lose weight but so does chemotherapy so does methamphetamine you know i mean we're if not ta- talking about making skinnier caskets, you know, we're exactly. talking about general health and what's good for, you know, like a lot of times, you know, what I'm talking to patients about is their heart. Cause I'm a car- you know, I work in a cardiology clinic. And so that's where my focus is, but it's also the one thing about a plant-based diet is there is no downside. You know, it's not like, Oh, it's good for your heart, but it's bad for this. It also can cure type two diabetes. Exactly. People think, Oh, it's hereditary. No, your habits are hereditary, but type two diabetes, 
is not caused from eating too much sugar, not that too much sugar is good for you, but type two diabetes is caused from insulin resistance, which is because of the fat and the animal products in the diet. So yeah, yeah it's- Oh, I've been, I have been preaching about keto since I found it. And I unfortunately have the pleasure of being around a number of folks that are on keto and it drives me insane. And I'm just like, you guys, this is not healthy. It's not sustainable for your body. I mean, you are creating a crap storm, so to speak, in your system that should something go wrong, oh man. And then of course the argument's always, well, I'm losing weight on. I'm like, well, you can cut carbohydrates drastically out and you're gonna lose weight. You can right. cut all sorts of stuff out. Like when you cut a macronutrient out that your body desperately does need and use, you're going to cut weight because your body's in survival mode. I mean, right. that's just, it's so frustrating hearing some of the arguments because there's no education whatsoever with it. Well, and the only place that a keto diet has, um, has merit are for uncontrolled seizures. And that's where it was found Again, it's not good for that person's heart, but if you're talking just seizure control, I think that's where the ketogenic diet does have some clinical um, merit. Um, but it's still not good for their heart, but it does help control uncontrollable seizures. So um, there is that one. But um, then you would say, what about the individuals that uh, say that they're allergic to, to gluten? I mean, studies show that the populace that feels that they're allergic to gluten and the populace that actually are allergic to gluten are really, there's a huge disparity there. Uh, right. So, <laughs> the same yeah. thing goes with that. I, I'm going out on a limb. I don't know, but I'm going out on a limb and assuming there's not a lot of people out there suffering from seizures that would have to do the keto nutrition plan. From Right, right. So, yeah, frustrating times. And it, it just... Just the, the nutrition foundation alone really leads me to understand why people are struggling with this whole social distancing aspect. So, but yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I think we're pretty much close to time. Uh, okay. It's amazing how time flies by when you're having conversation that, you know, is just, it's like organically just kind of flows. Um, yeah. But uh, I guess my last little bit before we do get off the phone would be um, a lot of argument with plant-based is that it's expensive. So, And that is a bunch of, duh, I don't use bad words, but anyway, it is. It's <laughs> bullshit. Thank because, you. Because, I mean, what is cheaper than rice and beans? Exactly. What is cheaper than potatoes? There was a guy in Australia. His name is um, Andrew his Andrew Spudfit Taylor is his thing on, on social media, but he lived on potatoes alone for one year. He lost 51 kilos. He lost his depression. He um, got, he's a rower, I think. I forget what his athletic thing, but that just got, and he just got super healthy. And he was, his wife said, yeah, you can do it, but you need to you know, have your physician monitor you. And he did. All of his numbers improved. His people think, oh, you, you know, you've got to have this for your calcium for bone structure. And he had um, DEXA scan done and it improved everything. And so, you know, you can live on potatoes, you know. And so a plant-based diet, you know, if you're buying all the fancy cheeses, you know, yeah, but those aren't healthy for you either because they're <laughs> yeah. still high in oil, you know. But yes, a plant-based diet is an inexpensive way to eat um, rice and beans you know fresh vegetables frozen vegetables canned vegetables i mean you know 
not everybody can, you know, get, you know, fresh vegetables. I mean, I grew up on canned vegetables and frozen vegetables because I lived in northern Minnesota. There wasn't a whole lot of fresh things, you know, then. But, um, yeah, being plant-based is not expensive. Obviously, that struck a nerve. It, it strikes a nerve for me yes. every time. So I'm, that's why I save that for the very end. <laughs> <laughs> I get so frustrated, but yeah, I was like, I, I know that Linda is on the same page as me when I, when she hears that. So I'm going to make sure. Yes. I have this question. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, Linda, thank you for joining us. Uh, I let everybody do a shameful plug, but uh, you obviously have a different sit setup, but if you want to plug some uh, plant-based stuff or the individuals that you were just talking about for books and things, let's do it. Yeah. Um, so I, um, when I'm talking to patients, I always say, you know, don't believe me. I mean, who am I? You know, I'm just a, a nurse, but um, I, people like Dr. Esselstyn, um, who did, was in the um, documentary Forks Over Knives, another documentary that's great, Forks Over Knives. Um, and then the other, one of the organizations that um, just does a lot of amazing work is PCRM. And that stands for Physician Committee for Responsible Medicine. And um, their um, organization is in Washington, D.C. And Dr. Neil Bernard is the executive medical director. They do amazing work. They've worked hard at getting um, animal um, experiments out of medical schools and using computer models instead. Um, they just do a lot of really amazing work. So those, um, and then there's Dr. Um, Gregor, Dr. Michael Gregor, who runs the site nutritionfacts.org. And he's written the book, How Not to Die. And like um, yeah, and it's all the, <laughs> how, you know, nutrition looks at the, the 20 um, top causes of death and different things. And half of that book is, is research articles because he looks at every research article written in the um, English language about nutrition. And um, so, yeah, those are, those are the main ones, you know, the, the big names in the plant-based movement. Awesome. So. Well, I'm going to make sure I listen to this back and I write down those notes because I will definitely look into those myself. So. Great. Well, Linda, I'm going to go ahead and press stop record. Once again, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks, Dre, for having me. Have a great evening. You, yep, you too. So I'm glad that you, if you did get the chance to listen to this, uh, obviously you're, you're here listening to me on the closing thoughts. I'm glad you had a chance to listen to uh, one perspective in regards to how to stay healthy, um, how to really make conscious decisions that's going to assist your your immune system uh assist you in fighting off illnesses um linda is is very well versed in just about every possible nutrition uh routine that's going to help really reverse a lot of sicknesses and and she's really honed in on plant-based and like she said the 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 deli meats that are plant-based or the the beyond meat uh burgers and things like that those are like transitional things and those those are great for me they work perfect because of the fact that i really have uh a strong urge for having a hamburger or having something that i just i feel i need but it's it's not a necessity right it's not a true necessity so for me 
using the deli slices, using the the, the ground uh, alternative meat, uh, using the alternative chicken nuggets and things like that. These are things that help satiate my my uh, my urges for for the meat. For you, find what works for you. Now. She didn't bash keto like I typically do because, well, I'm a little bit more outspoken, but she does recognize that there are specific values to keto that can be beneficial if you're having seizures, things like that. Um, but the sustainability, it's not the most sustainable thing in the world. Uh, when it comes to um, your, your, your wallet, to be honest with you, plant-based is, is far more uh, inexpensive than eating keto. Keto is expensive. Buying all this processed meats, buying things that are higher in fat value and content and, and really trying to minimize some of the more staple basic things. We go back to like the 60s and 70s. We didn't really have this issue, this, this pandemic of obesity and, and things that for some reason have been pegged with, with carbohydrates and, and fats and things like that. It's like, if you really break it down, it's it's not the food, it's how we process the food. It's how we consume the food. Our, our community or, or our country in, in general, we've become the largest conglomerate of consumption. The production is, is really dropped and our consumption of goods is really skyrocketed. Um, we produce or we consume more meat products than the body necessarily needs. And you're able to get a lot of this protein by way of primary sources versus secondary sources. So if, if we're really focused on what's great for your body, then it shouldn't be gauged in weight loss. It should be gained in healthy lifestyle, how you feel, how your clothes fit, your energy levels. These are the things that we should gauge a proper nutrition plan on. And this is what I do with my clients when I work with them. It's a trial and error. When you're doing nutrition, there's a different plan for every single person that comes along. And to be totally honest with you, it's like trying to hit a target at least 50 feet away the smallest of targets, maybe a computer screen, and you're trying to hit it with a rock, and oh, by the way, it's in the dark, and oh, just another thing, you're blindfolded. So the goal, as we're trying to figure out nutrition, because it is the largest, it's the most foundational piece of your progress for your goals, what we want to try to accomplish is we want to try to accomplish taking off layers and getting you closer to that target and once we get to that target i don't want you to think that that's it we've won we found the target we, we got the nutrition figured out because that target's going to continuously be moving our body adapts it adapts to any imposed stresses and nutrition changing your nutrition up is an imposed it, it's it's a it's an external stressor that you have now imposed upon your body so your body has to make adjustments based off of your caloric intake, your burn, based off the macronutrients that you're consuming, based off of everything. It has to find a way to cre create that homeostasis. 
If you're cutting out a macronutrient, it's got to find a way to balance it. It's got to find a way. You're not going to change 10,000 years of evolution because you're eating a specific way. However, you can make some minor changes that'll help in finding out any kind of allergens or anything that might be causing you kind of any setbacks in your current health predicament. So what we want to do is we're just taking off the blindfold. We're slowly turning up those lights, pretend it's on a dimmer. We're slowly taking steps forward. And the way you do this is by failing forward. You're going to find nutrition plans that may be appealing, but they may not work for you. And you're going to fail forward into things that will eventually work for you. For me, I had to fail forward into finding out that intermittent fasting and setting myself up so that three times in a month, I do true fasting is what works best for me. My times fluctuate between 11 and 7, so 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. are my eating times, or 12 noon and 8 p.m. are my eating times. I'm allowed one day per week where I get to go crazy, and you'd be surprised now that my going crazy really is on par with my daily intake. And then one time per month, I'm sorry, three times per month, I do a true fast. So I either do a 24-hour fast, a 48-hour fast or a 72-hour fast, of which in those fasts, there's specific rules in regards to that particular intake. 24-hour fast is strictly water only. 48-hour fast is water with very little amount of coffee. And then a 72-hour fast is bone broth, coffee, and water. Mostly water, and the bone broth and the coffee are still minimized to probably about 8 ounces to 14 ounces per day. Now, this is what works for me. It doesn't work for my wife in the least bit. We have to find a system that works best for her. Same thing goes for my brother or my sister or one of my best friends. The goal is to constantly niche down and find out what's going to be the best thing for your daily habits and how are we going to be able to make the most minute changes so that you're able to continuously see progress and continuously feel great. So when it comes to your nutrition, it plays a major role, not just in your progress, not just in your aesthetics, but also in fighting off sicknesses. As Linda said, boost your immune system by eating things that progressively work towards healing your body. Plant-based is tried and true and proven. There are no downfalls to plant-based, none. You cannot overdo it with plant-based. So, please, I urge you to try it. Some of you out there are like, ah, I can't do that. If you could do a 30-day sugar detox, if you can do keto where you're cutting out carbohydrates to the maximum degree, you can try plant-based for, for 30 days. And do the transitional plant-based. I don't care. Just try it. You'd be amazed at how great you feel. The anti-inflammatory aspect of it, the, the cognitive awareness, plant-based for me works really well. Doesn't mean that I'm going to completely not eat meat. Like if I go to a party and there's some amazing barbecue there, yeah, I'm probably going to eat it and I'm going to pay for it. But for the most part, when it comes to the science of it, my body performs better, I've seen better gains, and I've just recovered way better by doing plant-based. 
So I really urge you to try that out. So listen back to the podcast, listen to those uh, particular individuals that uh, Linda said that you should definitely listen to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and listen back and take some notes because I want to, I want to really dive into this more and more. And like I said, my goal is to try to find a, a keto professional out there. If you're listening to this and you consider yourself a keto professional, please reach out to me. I'll ask you some questions. I'll determine whether or not you'd be pertinent enough or be on point for being on my podcast. And, and we'll have a discussion. And my goal is never to make anybody look bad. My goal is to have a full-on honest discussion so that everybody can see or be in the know as far as what they should or shouldn't be doing. So that being said, be safe out there, you guys. Wear a mask. CDC finally got on top of it and is telling you, yes, you should probably be wearing a mask or something over your mouth. <laughs> so wear a mask, put some gloves on, just look like that kid that lives in a bubble, uh, and only go out when it's absolutely necessary, all right? Until then, keep championing the shit out of your life. And remember, we got that 21-day fitness going on. Knock that out the park. Uh, and also one last little shameless plug, uh, we are doing, we dropped our prices on the app itself. So not only will you get access to the home acts, uh, the home workouts, you'll get access to everything. So if you are somebody that has a home gym, you'll have access to all things that require weights. Um, and we dropped the price down to $15 per month. And half of that, 50% of that goes to Dornbecker Hospital to help out with the nurses, to help out with the doctors, to help out with research, to help out with the families. Uh, everybody's being affected by COVID-19. And this particular group strikes really close to my heart because of the fact that they've been helping my son out. So I want to try to do everything I can to help them out. So even if you don't plan on working out, at least you have that option potentially there. So I highly recommend downloading that app. Go to www dot m o c fitness.com and just download that daily warrior app that is where you get access to everything running indoor home workouts gym workouts whatever all right you guys champion your life and until next time which i believe my next podcast is going to have mr kevin fucking hughes back on this bad boy and we're going to be blowing it out of the park so have a good one champion your life and until next time